Hi, Patrick here again, and today we have a report from The Punning Desk, a desk that reporter Nina Porzuki has made her own. Later this summer on the pod, we'll hear a story from Nina on bilingually punning restaurants. Today, an appetizer to that, we have a thing on Chinese slang. And Chinese slang is highly influenced by wordplay, not always puns per se. Sometimes it's just words or objects or numbers that just sound like something else, which happens an awful lot more in Chinese than it does in English, there being fewer sounds in Chinese. And the big new influence in this playful Chinese slang world is, of course, the internet. In fact, the web and phones have almost rewritten the rules of Chinese slang. And so much new slang is being invented that it's not just purists who worry about what this might be doing to the Chinese language. So here goes. Here's Nina's report. And I'll be back after the report to give you a little bit of the backstory. When Sabrina Zhang and Jack Wong took their high school writing exam in their native China, they remember a funny new rule written at the bottom of the test about certain words they couldn't use. You can't use the internet words in the writing. Some young people, young students, they always use the internet words. That makes the teacher very angry. It's just natural, right? Uh, when, when we use it, it's a youth way of expressing ourselves. A ban on internet slang? Was this just the petty irritation of an old-fashioned professor or something bigger? More than 500 million people are now online in China. They're microblogging, instant messaging, texting, and the results? It's changing Chinese, it's changing the characters, it's changing the way they write in so many ways. David Moser is an American linguist who lives in Beijing. According to Moser, the internet has become a place for people to play with the Chinese language. Now, puns and wordplay have a long history in Chinese culture. Moser says Chinese is the perfect language for punning. Nearly every Chinese word has multiple homophones. Remember that word from elementary school? Homophones are two words that sound similar but have different meanings, like hair, that rabbit-like creature, and the hair on your head. Well, in Chinese, there are endless combinations. Because there are so many homophones in Chinese, there's a sort of a fetish about them as far as the culture goes back. You have cases of homophone usage, homophone humor, and a lot of times uh, forbidden words or taboo words would be taboo precisely because they sounded like another word of some kind. A good example is the number four, which sounds like the word for death, and the number eight, which sounds like the word for prosperity. I have an aunt, a Chinese aunt, who used to work for a phone company, and she could make money by selling telephone numbers. People would bribe her. They would say, you know, give me, come on, give me a number with a lot of eights. And she had control over allocation of the numbers. So, you know, people would give her uh, gifts or bribes to give a good, an auspicious cell phone number. Today, Wordplay Online has less to do with getting auspicious numbers and more to do with getting around censorship. I saw a real clever one the other day, the reference to the Tiananmen Square massacre, which in China they refer to as 6-4 because it was June 4th. So I saw this thing, the, the Ba Cheng Ba incident, which I said, the what incident? Ba Cheng Ba is an 8 times 8 incident. And then I then figured, out, oh, the 8 times 8 is 64. But censorship is just one reason netizens play with words online. Another is the very technology that enables people today to type Chinese characters onto their cell phones and computers. Jack Wong whips out his phone to show me how. It's the same as the the English 
keypad, right? So it has all the English letters, Q, W, E, R, it's the QWERTY, the yeah. regular keyboard. Yes, and we use it in pinyin. That's how we type Chinese. Pinyin is the method for converting Chinese characters into our alphabet. Like the Chinese word for today, jintian, is written... J-I-N-T-I-A-N. Wang types the English letters onto his phone, and as he types, a list of characters pops up on the screen. So what are all the different options that you have right now? This is a similar pronounce, like this is a jing, and this is a jing, 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 jing. <laughs> it's all, all the... S- they're all the- jing, but they sound like the same to me. So what, but yeah. they're all different. Yeah, they, they're, they're all different. All those jins are represented by totally different Chinese characters, which mean totally different things. Like this gym is to enter to some place, and this gym is gold, and this means close, this means only, and this means today. So every day, people are typing in words like today and seeing all of the potential homophones for that word. This, says David Moser, has fueled wordplay like never before. And I think that's given rise to a lot more puns than would, would normally have been uttered in, you know, in the earlier days when you had to just pull everything out of your head. And people have gotten even more creative, playing with this input system to intentionally create new Chinese slang. They translate English phrases into pinyin and then into Chinese characters. The meaning of these new words can seem random, but they're not. Here's an example of a really weird one. I mean, this term boli, which means glass, what it meant was a, a male homosexual. How did a Chinese word for glass come to mean gay man? Turns out the slang term actually comes from an English phrase, boy love. So netizens go from boy love, which they then abbreviate into the English letters BL, and then they look for a similar abbreviation in Chinese. They would find a Chinese word that has BL in the pinyin, boli, which is glass, and so then suddenly the word glass was being used for male homosexuals. The internet has even given out-of-date Chinese characters new life. One of the most popular of those new old characters is Zhong. The character looks like an unhappy face with drooping eyes and a frown. People started using it like an emoticon, representing embarrassment or frustration. But virtually nobody knows what the character originally meant. Can you see, see the sad face? means something very uh, embarrassing. This words we won't find it on the Chinese dictionary. This character, you'll never find it on the Chinese dictionary? Not, no, not, in, the, not in the modern Chinese dictionary. It means window, right? Really? <laughs> I even don't know that. There are thousands of obsolete characters like Zhong. And part of the fun is mining these forgotten characters to create new meanings. But this casual inattention to the meanings of these characters online concerns some linguists like John Pasden. We're getting some really weird like mutations of the language, you know, mixing with English and phasing in and out of Chinese and non-Chinese. And um, just this complete disregard for the meaning of the characters, I think, has some serious long-term implications if it keeps going on. Pretty soon, says Pasden, people will start wondering, Why am I even writing all these strokes? If I don't even care about the meaning of this character, I'm just using it as a sound. And when you start doing that, then you're on the slippery slope towards simplifying to a phonetic writing system. But for 19-year-old Jack Wong, this isn't a problem. This new wordplay is the future. I think we should catch up with 
with the time. If people use it, we, we should use it. And right on cue, Wong gets a text. For the world, I'm Nina Porzuki. And Nina's report it started off actually with a very different focus. At the big show, we were particularly interested in in some of the ways in which Chinese people get around online censorship. You know that reference to the Tiananmen Square massacre as eight times eight, and that was the original idea of the report that that Nina should focus just on those kinds of examples that coded punning language. That often outfoxes the censors, but that would have missed the wider point that so many Chinese are just drawn to these kinds of wordplay. It's it's in the makeup of the language. It's in the mindset. The censorship stuff is just the tip of the iceberg, albeit a sensitive tip. Well, tips often are. So that's why we ended up asking Nina to refocus on the entire language. I was also really taken by. By John Pasden's comments toward the end of the report, the, the idea that the Chinese script may have something to lose if all this wordplay gets too out of hand, that the characters could lose their meaning. Of course, over time, many of them have, but the ultimate abstractification of a writing system that results in what the rest of us have to put up with, which is a purely phonetic writing system. In the case of English, a pretty inefficient. Phonetic writing system. As a Chinese learner, I spend a fair amount of time cursing all of those thousands of Chinese characters. But reminded as I am now of how each character carries clues, not just of how to pronounce them, but but of what they mean. Well, I have renewed respect for them, grudging respect, and probably not lasting much longer than my next Chinese class. I leave you today with just about the best song title I've come across this year. This is a well-known number from North Korean singer, excuse my pronunciation, Hyung Songwol. Now she has shot to a degree of fame outside of North Korea because she may, and I repeat, may, just as possibly may not, she may be the woman pictured recently several times in the company of cuddly North Korean leader Kim Jong Un. And the title of the song—it's a catchy one. Excellent, horse-like lady. I'll post the video to this delightful number at theworld.org/language, and you'll be excited to hear that the video is filmed in what looks like a, a very, very clean, possibly unused textile factory. And there's fresh-faced women there who work, and they look super happy about their jobs. And, and the climax of the video comes when a guy fills in a bar chart. That's an exciting moment. Maybe, maybe it's a productivity graph, and one of the bars looks like it's rising right off of the chart. And then an employee, one of these women, whose work presumably represents that particular bar, she gets some flowers and smiles and the congratulations of her co-workers. She is very much employee of the month. And how else could she possibly be described, except as an excellent horse-like lady?
The World in Words is at all the usual internet addresses. Well, some of them anyway. There's a World in Words Facebook page. There's Patrick Cox on Twitter. That's me, or at least a shortened version of me. P-A-T-R-I-C-O-X. Maybe I should also start a Tumblr. But there just aren't enough hours in the day. And not that I'm encouraging bribery or anything, but the woman who allocates Chinese phone numbers. That is a sweet job. See you next time. Tune